Fox News employees leak internal Fox corporate training on radical LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign politics. And it's shocking. The White House struggles to navigate its alienation from the American body politic on gender and sex. And RFK Jr. gains on Joe Biden as the elderly president fades. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Privacy is a right, not a privilege. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, since I was a very young person, like an actual child, Fox News has been the place for conservatives to get their news from television. Right? It was news with a conservative slant. It was the only place that had a monopoly on cable when it came to conservatism being represented, because obviously MSNBC was to the far left. CNN was a left wing organization as well. And so conservatives have relied and trusted Fox News for literally decades. Well, now I got to say, when it comes to issues of pride, Fox News has been in a problematic state for a very long time, and it all has all burst out into the foreground now, thanks to Matt Walsh, our friend here at Daily Wire. He has now obtained internal documents from Fox News employees who leaked those documents to us because they were so upset at what Fox Corporate is doing. So Fox News is owned by Fox Corporation. Fox Corporation is, of course, a publicly traded company, and they've ingested all of the ESG, DEI nonsense, all the rest of the publicly traded corporations apparently have ingested, and they've crammed it down on their own employees. Now, people in the know have known this for a very long time. This is actually not something new at Fox. If you go all the way back to 2021, you'll recall that at the same exact time that many members of the Fox staff were out there complaining about Joe Biden's vax mandates and COVID mandates and mask mandates, Fox corporate was actually cramming that stuff down on their own employees. While we here at Daily Wear were not only refusing to enforce any sort of voluntary mandate on our own employees, we're actually suing the federal government to stop the federal government from implementing that on any employees. I mean, we literally spent millions of dollars to do that. Fox News was just going right along with the program. And this is from the Associated Press back in 2021, pointing out that Kevin Lord, executive vice president of human resources at Fox parent company, Fox Corporation said in a memo the company would require all unvaccinated employees to be tested every day, not just once a week, in order to work in company facilities. That policy was first reported by CNN. Fox last month required its own employees to report evidence of their own status, and 90% of full-time employees had been fully vaccinated over at Fox. We here at Daily Wire, we never, we never mandated, not only did we not mandate masks or vaccinations for our own employees, we actively sued the federal government to stop all of that. Well, Fox didn't. Fox went along with the program inside its own building while preaching the opposite on the air. And of course, if you go back to June of 2022, we covered this last year during the last Pride Month celebration, during the holy month of Pride, Fox News crammed down on its own broadcasters' mandates to cover things like trans kids. They ran a full-scale segment promoting the transing of the children. You remember this. is a big controversy. It's back in June of 2022. Here's what it sounded like. 14-year-old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with mom Hillary, dad Jeff, and sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though, in Ryland's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. We put our story out there so people could see that like, there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through, or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Before Ryland could even speak, not he managed to tell this his is not on CNN. This is on Fox cool. News. It's it. all on Fox really News really in June of 2022. So all the indicators were there. Well, it turns out that behind the scenes, Fox News 
has been promoting to its own employees this stuff because Fox Corporation has been mandating this stuff to all of its employees. So Matt tweeted last night, we've obtained internal documents from Fox News employees. Fox Corporation is celebrating pride by encouraging employees to read about glory holes, supporting a group that gives sterilizing hormones to homeless youth and deployed woke AI to monitor everyone. They produced a bunch of documents. Those documents were then put on the employee portal for Fox News employees. So, for example, under the heading support one another, Fox encouraged employees to donate to the Trevor Project, the Alley Forney Center and the L.A. LGBT Center. The Trevor Project is a horrifying organization that overtly promotes the transing of the children. Fox says it was devoted to helping LGBTQ young people, but it hosts a sexually explicit chat room that connects children as young as 13 years old with LGBT adults. The Ali Forney Center, which again, Fox praises for rescuing homeless LGBT youth, appears to admit, as Matt says on Twitter and its website, that it injects these homeless young people with cross-sex hormones, which are known to cause sterilization. And the LA LGBT Center, which Fox calls unstoppable, posted a video of a mother surprising her quote-unquote trans daughter with the child's first dose of hormones. YouTube ended up removing the footage for terms of service violation. The screenshot is still on Twitter. That's only beginning of the kind of material that Fox News employees are expected to be subjugated to by the Fox Corporation upper-level staff. And so the question is, why do the Fox News brass allow this? Why are they going along with this? Why is this part and parcel of what Fox News employees are now being told to do and trained in? Unacceptable from a conservative company because you're talking about employee policy that now affects everyone. I mean, we, we saw how it reached the air last year during Pride Month. I expect that sort of stuff to break into the open pretty regularly over at Fox, apparently, because Fox corporate now runs the building. We'll get to that momentarily first. How often do you pray? The answer probably is not enough. I pray three times a day, but the reality is that you need a constant check-in with God to keep your sanity at this time in American life. Regardless of your religion, we all need a little more peace in our life, and Hallow can make that happen. Hallow is an incredible app that offers a unique approach to prayer and meditation. Unlike other meditation apps, Hallow is tailored specifically for people of faith to deepen their relationship with God. The Hallow app is filled with studies, meditations, and reflections rooted in Judeo-Christian prayer practices. A lot of Christians who work at this company, obviously, a huge number of them use Hallow to pray every day. You can pray alongside Mark Wahlberg, Jonathan Rumi, who portrays Jesus in The Chosen, and even some world-class athletes. You can access the number one Christian podcast, Bible in a Year, with Father Mike Schmitz on Hallow. Hallow helps you maintain a daily prayer routine. With features like progress tracking and streaks, you can stay motivated and make prayer a regular part of your daily routine. Set prayer reminders, invite others to pray with you, and track your progress along the way. And very important to set out time for meditation and prayer, communion with God, because the world is just a difficult place. If you're looking to deepen your relationship with God and improve your mental and emotional well-being, try Hallow for three months free at hallow.com slash Shapiro. That's hallow.com slash Shapiro. We'll get to more on this in just a moment. First, the financial experts said we were in the clear. While experts anticipated rate cuts, inflation in the United States remains a significant economic concern. Think about it. The United States right now is in the hole by $34 trillion. But we're going to keep spending. We're going to keep printing. And that's going to keep pushing up those prices. So you can bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversification, always a smart financial strategy. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation. Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. You're not going to pay a penny out of pocket. Gold is part of my savings strategy. I get it from Birch Gold. They've been the exclusive gold partner of The Daily Wire for over seven years now, literally helping thousands of our listeners. They can help you as well. Text Ben to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist about protecting your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text Ben to 989898. Right now, diversification, always a smart strategy. Text Ben to 989898 to get started. Okay, so when you take a look at the rest of the materials that Fox is presenting to its own employees, pretty egregious. 
Matt says employees are also encouraged to expand their perspective by reading books by trans activists, including a memoir titled Fairest about a precocious boy who would grow up to be a woman. The book contains information that's obviously important for Fox employees. For example, an early scene explains what a glory hole is. A glory hole, for those who are not in the know on Urban Dictionary, is a hole that is cut into bathroom stalls so people can have anonymous sex through the hole with uh, one another. That Fox-endorsed book also details the author's graphic description of um, oral sex. Another book that Fox leadership encourages its employees read called Red, White, and Royal Blue is about a fictional gay relationship between the Prince of Wales and the president's son, including dialogue calling America a genocidal empire, and of course, includes a, uh, a bit of gay erotica. This is what Fox Corporate is recommending to its own employees. Fox leadership doesn't just pick out books for its adult employees. They also suggested a pride rainbow-filled kids book with a character who comes out as a unicorn, a unicorn, presumably symbolizing coming out of the closet as LGBTQIA plus minus divided by sign. And Fox recommends that people listen to podcasts like Query and uh, watch various TED Talks about LGBT life. Here's an excerpt from one of the TED Talks recommended by Fox Corporate to Fox News employees. But it's this type of structuring that has to be reframed in order to let love in. My body never betrayed me, and my body was never wrong. It's this, it's this restrictive binary thinking on gender that said that I didn't exist. But when we met, she loved me for exactly how I showed up. She would trace her fingers along the numb, keloid scars left by my top surgery, scars that run from the middle of my chest all the way out to my outer torso. She said that these were reminders of my strength and everything that I went through and nothing for me to be ashamed of, so sprinting towards her hand in marriage was the queerest thing that I could do. <laughs> wow, what, what, what magic. Fox News employees are, uh, are forced to be exposed to. Elsewhere on the Fox employee portal, workers are encouraged to attend a Ben & Jerry's-powered Pride event at the New York headquarters of Fox News. Now, it turns out that a lot of people at Fox News are not really happy with this, as you'd imagine. A lot of employees over at Fox News are not particular fans of this radical gender ideology, which presumably is why Fox experimented with a solution to monitor employee commitment to DEI. It's an AI platform called Escalera, which tracks employees' commitment to the cult of DEI. Fox leadership told employees to sign up for Escalera so the AI could help them engage in activities, deepening their understanding of identity and exploring more nuanced D&I topics. Escalera says that it pulls in data from various sources, including the email and payroll systems. It generates a peer comfort index and a diversity index based on, in part on how employees practice micro affirmations. Wow. So they're monitoring how often you micro affirm your, uh, your compatriots. One of the key functions of this AI is to influence decisions involving personnel. AI can even calculate nutrition costs that different divisions suffer if they fail to promote DEI. There is uh, many Fox News employees who obviously despise the audience, as Matt points out. The Instagram page of one employee with pronouns in bio, who's influential over Fox News' actual content, frequently posts about his work at Fox News and uh, lashes out at the Fox News audience by the, calling them hicks, for example. That Fox News employee also came out in support of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So what exactly is happening over at the Fox News leadership? Why is all of that happening? Well, you have to imagine that some of this has to do with the fact that some of the big shareholders in Fox are, of course, wait for it, BlackRock Vanguard. BlackRock and Vanguard are these massive, massive funds that cram down DEI and ESG on all of the companies with which they engage. And so you want the money, you're going to get the DEI, and it's going to go down to Fox News as well. It turns out the top institutional holders in Fox Corporation are Vanguard, which is 7% owner of Fox, and BlackRock, which is a 4.6% owner in Fox. So that's um, th those are big numbers right there. And obviously, this is going to have some 
impact on what exactly hits the air, as we mentioned during Pride Month last year. It's going to have some impact on the kinds of policies that are enacted with regard to COVID, for example. And it's going to have some impact on who gets hired and who gets fired over at Fox News. Big scandal broke out yesterday when the Fox News producer behind a controversial Chiron calling President Joe Biden a wannabe dictator was fired. So you'll recall that just a couple of nights ago, there was a, a big controversy because there was a, a Chiron that went up in the middle of, I believe, Sean Hannity's show uh, calling Joe Biden a wannabe dictator who tried to have his political rival arrested. And this created all sorts of heartburn over at Fox. How could this be? It was up for less than 30 seconds and then it was removed. How could you say that Joe Biden is a wannabe dictator? Well, first of all, it was on an opinion show. Second of all, the idea that Joe Biden is a wannabe dictator, I mean, he did use executive orders to illegally relieve student loan debt. He has attempted to use, he, he has suggested he has the power to basically raise the debt ceiling unilaterally. He pulled out of Afghanistan without any real congressional approval or oversight. He has engaged in a wide variety of unconstitutional seizures of power, up to and including using OSHA itself in order to cram down a vax mandate on private industries across the country. So is that an arguable, arguable opinion that he's a wannabe dictator? I, I think that's an arguable opinion at the very least, but Fox fired the producer who put that up, as revealed by Tucker Carlson last night. He claimed in his latest Tucker on Twitter video that the women who run the network panicked and then scolded the producer to put the banner on screen, and then he resigned. Apparently, this producer had been at Fox for more than a decade. That's according to Carlson. So is Fox a network that can be trusted? Listen, they're still the most conservative network on cable news by a long shot. But do you have to worry that there is some level of corporate control that is being exercised over the people at Fox? There are a lot of great people at Fox News. I have a lot of friends in the building. Okay, but is there corporate control being exercised over the employees of Fox News? Hell yes, there's corporate control being exercised over the employees of Fox News. And hell yes, that has an impact on what makes it on the air, obviously. And by the way, what this does is it creates openings for people on the left. For example, the White House has been shellacked over their absurd Pride Progress demonstration on the White House lawn, which included a transgender woman jiggling his breasts, his bare breasts on the lawn. And the White House has been shellacked over that. And Fox News criticized the White House over that. So the White House immediately responded by pointing out that Fox News itself had used the Pride Progress flag in some of its internal corporate communications. Right. For example, here is the White House Deputy Press Secretary, Andrew Bates. He tweeted out, will Fox News retract their dishonest story or will they release a statement condemning themselves for using the same flag last year? And then they quote a CNN story. Fox Corporation's own logo had been wrapped in the very same pride flag last year. Well, who do you think dictated that the Fox News corporate logo be decked out in the pride progress flag? I can't imagine that it was the actual host. I don't think it was Sean. I don't think it was Laura. And it was Dana Perino. Fairly certain I know who it was, and it was the corporate brass over at Fox. That's humiliating for conservatives, and it's a betrayal of conservatives. The company has to live out its own values. We here at Daily Wire do, and we would expect the same from any other conservative organization in the space. Okay, in just one second, we'll get to the consequences of allowing the left to run the space. First, let's talk about the way that you get money back from the government that you shouldn't have paid there in the first place. The CEO of Innovation Refunds and GetRefunds.com has been on TV recently explaining how they've helped so many small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. They've completed thousands of returns for different kinds of businesses, including over $700 million for construction companies and over $200 million in restaurants, bars, and hotels. Innovation Refunds has hundreds of five-star Trustpilot and Google reviews and is certified with the Better Business Bureau. In just eight minutes, you can easily start the process over at GetRefunds.com. You could be on your way to receiving up to twenty-six grand per employee. 
The ERC tax credit is not a loan. It's a refund on your already paid taxes designed to let the business owner direct the refund money into anything the business needs to grow. It's money you can use to improve your business however you see fit. So head on over to GetRefunds.com to start that process. There's no upfront charge. They're not going to get paid unless you do. Innovation Refunds has already helped clients claim over $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They might be able to help you as well. Go to GetRefunds.com or download the app from the App Store today. That's GetRefunds.com today. Again, GetRefunds.com to get started. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, we all know the first thing we do when we get home from work is change out of those work clothes and get into the comfortable loungewear. Well, luckily for me, I have Tommy John because as I slip into something more comfortable, my Tommy John loungewear set, I'm immediately enveloped in a cocoon of supreme softness and unparalleled comfort. Not only is their loungewear cozy enough to use as sleepwear, it's stylish enough to wear for a quick stroll to the park with my kids. And you won't look like you just rolled out of bed, even if you may have done just that. Tommy John uses luxuriously soft tri-blend fabrics with flexible four-way stretch. Plus, their fabric is non-pilling, meaning it doesn't leave behind lint balls or fuzz. And guys, you might be wondering how they can get any better. Good news. Their underwear, amazing. I mean, I've been using them for years, literally throughout all my other pairs of underwear. Incredibly durable. Their fabric moves with you. It's just great stuff. Plus, Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee protects your most valuable asset. So shop Tommy John. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Ben. Save 20% for a limited time at TommyJohn.com slash Ben. That's TommyJohn.com slash Ben. See site for details. Okay, meanwhile, the Biden administration continues to push forward when it comes to radical gender identity, LGBTQ plus policy in every area of the government. It really is amazing. I mean, when, when Joe Biden came into office and he said that equity will be at the root of every government policy, he was not lying. He has weaponized the entire executive branch in favor of, quote unquote, equity policies, which are predicated on the notion that any disparity in numbers is caused by discrimination. And also that, quote unquote, historically discriminated against groups ought to have an upper hand against all other groups. Well, now this has taken a very bizarre form. The Space Force Lieutenant General Deanna Burt actually said yesterday during Pride Month that the American military will discriminate against particular people at Space Force from Florida. Why? Well, because they might be forced to be closeted if they're in Florida because Florida is so egregiously anti-gay, according to this idiot. And that means that we might not be able to trust them in the military. So we are now apparently recloseting people because they live in Florida or something. Here is uh, an insane point from Space Force Lieutenant General Deanna Byrd, appointed, by the way, by Donald Trump. Again, the, Donald, the people who are helping Trump staff his administration were betraying him on the regular. That's fairly obvious at this point. Since January of this year, more than 400 anti-LGBTQ plus laws have been introduced at the state level. That number is rising and demonstrates a trend that could be dangerous for service members, their families, and the readiness of the force as a whole. When I look at potential candidates, say for squadron command, I strive to match the right person to the right job. I consider their job performance and relevant experience first. However, I also look at their personal circumstances, and their family is also an important factor. It's a good match for a job does not feel safe being themselves and performing at their highest potential at a given location, or if their family could be denied critical health care due to the laws in that state. I am compelled to consider a different candidate and perhaps less qualified. I mean, so she is now saying, I mean, that, that's such an insane idea. The idea is that if there is a lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans person in the military in Florida, she might be forced to bypass that person because they might have to live a closeted life in Florida. This is what the White House has now become. This is what the executive branch has now become. Now, here's the thing. 
This, this sort of garbage is really unpopular with Americans. By virtually all polling data, Americans are not in favor of the radical gender identity ideology. They just are not. They believe that the mainstream American rule ought to be male, female, child. They've always believed this. That doesn't mean they're not tolerant to people who don't fit that box. But the notion that that shouldn't be the center of gravity when it comes to the formation of a civilization is utterly uncontroversial throughout human history, and it remains utterly un uncontroversial today. Again, tolerance is not the same thing as recentering identity without regard to this sort of stuff. Well, the White House is running into a buzzsaw on this. Even the Washington Post is now recognizing that Biden has a tricky path on trans issues. Quote, as Republican-led states have enacted an unprecedented number of anti-transgender bills in recent months, alarm bells have gone off within LGBTQ plus communities and at the White House. White House officials have held numerous behind-the-scenes discussions with Democrats and trans right advocates on how to fight back. In phone calls and face-to-face -face meetings, they've discussed the legal grounds for challenging the bills. The Human Rights Campaign, a top LGBTQ plus group, they are radical. The HRC is a radical group, has been in near-daily contact with Biden officials and congressional Democrats to plot strategy. Publicly, the administration's approach to trans issues has sometimes been more cautious. In what way exactly have they been more cautious? The political sensitivity and peril of the issue were highlighted when a trans activist posted a video of herself, that would be a, a man, according to the Washington Post, and two others topless at last week's White House Pride event. Some trans groups also criticized the activists, quote, this behavior was inappropriate. It's important to understand the actions of a single individual do not define an entire community, said Rodrigo Hengeletnin, executive director on the National Center on Transgender Equality. Transgender people have families and cherish family-friendly events just like anyone else. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the, the putting of, of sex and gender identity at the center of one's life, having predictable ramifications, obviously, as we discussed earlier this week. Obviously, um, it is a great shock when people do that publicly after you invite them to do so. Here's the rule. I mean, the, the White House understands that they are pushing too hard, too fast, but they can't stop themselves because they've made this the quote unquote new civil rights frontier. And everybody can see the hypocrisy. On the one hand, they're saying we don't want people jiggling their fake breasts at the White House because that's offensive to us. On the other hand, we would like for that person to be able to read children stories about queer unicorns in classrooms. Ron DeSantis points this out. He's been on the campaign trail and he pointed out the hypocrisy here. You know, when they had at the White House, you know, this transgender flag as the precedence over the American flag, that's wrong. That is not how you display the American flag. And I think when you have the, the inappropriate conduct at the White House with, with like, you know, these transgender flashing people, nude and all this stuff. You know, it's just totally, uh, totally inappropriate. And I think even the White House had to acknowledge it was inappropriate. But I would ask them, if it is inappropriate to do that, the White House, which I certainly think it is, why do you want to have that uh, curriculum jammed into a second grader's classroom? That's what you're always talking about. This is exactly right. This is exactly right. And that contrast should be brought to the fore in the 2024 presidential race, obviously. We'll get to more on this in a moment. First, what's the secret to having great-looking, glowing summer complexion? Well, it's using great skincare products from our friends over at GenuCell. Leathery, dehydrated skin covered in dark spots. Those are a problem for all of us during the summer season, especially where the sun is really bright, like down here in Florida. GenuCell's beautifully curated Summer Essentials Package is a limited-edition package that includes their one-of-a-kind Ultra Retinol Super Moisturizer. Their Ultra Retinol is a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol. It's perfectly safe to use in the summer sun without any of those harsh side effects you sometimes get with retinol. The Summer Essentials Package also includes GenuCell's classic skincare therapy for under-eye bags and puffiness, plus a concentrated vitamin C serum that nourishes your skin for a clear, glowing complexion. 
My wife uses their firming serum. So does my mom. They put it on at night. They feel a lot better in the morning. They look better in the morning. Go to GenuCell.com slash Shapiro right now. Get your summer essentials package just for the summer season. Every subscription order includes a customized summer spa gift box. Absolutely free. GenuCell has been helping members of my family for literally years. You should go try them out right now. Go to GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. That's GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Shapiro to get their summer essentials package today. Okay, so again, th- this, this conflict between the pride progress vision of the world and, you know, the traditional American vision of the world, uh, that that obviously is going to be a massive issue in 2024. What's amazing is that Democrats are full-scale embracing it. So the North Carolina governor, Roy Cooper, he's openly now defending the inclusion of sexually explicit material in book libraries, in, in school libraries, which is insane. This is the Democratic Carolina, North Carolina governor. Finally, what they're doing in North Carolina is they are working to take the formulation of the school curriculum away from the State Board of Education and give it to some appointed political board, we all know where that's going. We've Mm -hmm. seen book bans and whitewashing of history and culture wars getting into the classroom. This is why I declared a state of emergency in public education in North Carolina because of the confluence of all of these issues that are being debated right now in the General Assembly These decisions are going to be made over the next few weeks. I want the people of North Carolina to talk with their legislators, to email them, to let them know that they want support for our public schools and our public school teachers, that they don't want culture wars in the classroom. Well, that is um, they don't want public wars. They don't want wars in the classroom. Well, then probably you should take out the pornography from the school classrooms. But this is the conflict between that ideology that Roy Cooper, North Carolina governor, Democrat, is uh, pur- is purporting to, to push, and uh, Governor DeSantis, who just announced that there will be a permanent tax exemption for baby items in the state of Florida. So you see, one state is pushing man, woman, child, and helping those families actually pay for their expenses. And the other is pushing the idea that the government has to indoctrinate your kids in the idea that boys can be girls. So we were able to do permanent sales tax exemption on all baby and toddler items. So cribs, strollers, diapers, wipes, uh, children's clothing, anything for age five and under is now tax-free in the state of Florida starting July 1st. And so that's going to make it easier to raise kids. Meanwhile, over in Los Angeles, the LA Dodgers are moving forward with their cultural perversion. They've decided to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, an anti-Catholic hate group, Again, so much of the LGBTQ pride movement is rooted in the idea that traditional Judeo-Christian values are evil and must be overturned. And the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are, again, just a sort of symptom of that. There's an imagistic crystallization of all of that. Well, now Archbishop Jose Gomez of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles is fighting back. He is um, inviting all area Catholics to a mass, kicking off a day of prayer on the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus planned for Friday. They're doing this in light of the decision by the Dodgers to honor a group that mocks Catholic religious sisters and stages lewd and profane performances aimed at ridiculing Jesus and the Catholic Mass, among other provocations. Here's the L.A. Archbishop torching the Dodgers. Los Angeles Archbishop Jose Gomez expressing disappointment, dismay and pain as the Dodgers prepare to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence during the team's LGBTQ plus Pride Night celebration this Friday. In a statement, the Archbishop called on all Catholics to stand together in prayer and said the church will dedicate a mass that day following the Dodgers decision to honor a group that he says, quote, intentionally denigrates and profanes the Christian faith. Friday is also the day the church celebrates the Feast of Jesus' Sacred Heart. 
The Dodgers said they have no comment on the archdiocese statement. Of course, the Dodgers don't have a comment on it. But you know what? The American people are going to have comments on a lot of this stuff. It turns out that the American people are not hot on this sort of stuff. In fact, there is a new report out from Axios showing that the cost to pride backlash, the American people not enjoying this sort of stuff and deciding not to shop at places that have decided to propagate this nonsense uh, is about $28 billion in the stock market. $28 billion. Those are not small numbers. Okay, meanwhile, Joe Biden is facing an actually fairly serious challenge by the polling data from RFK Jr. Now, RFK Jr., as I have said before, is a wild dude. RFK Jr. is a person who has said that not only did the CIA probably kill JFK, but probably they also killed his father, which is not true. Okay, Sirhan Sirhan, who's a Palestinian terrorist, shot his father to death. But RFK Jr. has also been barred by the mainstream media and the legacy media from virtually any appearances, largely because he says things that the left doesn't like. It's not because of the conspiracism. It's because of everything else that they are barring him from all of their shows. And so that means that he has been relegated to going on places like Joe Rogan. Now, the problem for the legacy media is that more people listen to Joe Rogan than listen to that, than listen to any of their shows. The problem is that when RFK Jr. goes on shows like Rogan or goes on shows like Tucker's, presumably at some point, that, or, or goes on with Elon Musk on Twitter spaces, that those numbers actually dwarf what he would normally get by going on MSNBC or CNN. Robert F. Kennedy is currently topping both Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a new favorability poll. In fact, he's viewed favorable, favorably by 49% of respondents and unfavorably by just 30%, leaving him with a net rating of 19 points higher than any of the other candidates in the poll. Joe Biden, meanwhile, has a negative 9% favorability rating. 52% don't like him. 45% have very or somewhat favorable impressions. Trump has a negative 10-point rating. 53% unfavorable, 43% favorable. There are about 21% of respondents who didn't offer an opinion on Kennedy because a lot of people don't know anything about him. A lot of people just identify him by his last name. But again, the reality is that RFK Jr. is gaining popularity because he is saying that the COVID regime was dictatorial, which it was. Now, the problem is that also comes in a package with RFK Jr. saying kind of crazy conspiratorial things on a lot of other subjects. So, for example, here's RFK Jr. with Joe Rogan claiming that the CIA might assassinate him if he talks about what happened with JFK. It turns out that people like that a lot more. And, you know, we should be pro projecting economic power around the globe and not military power. It will make us much stronger. But what do you think happens when you get into office? Like if you're, you're, you're talking about your uncle who's assassinated and you believe the intelligence agencies were part of that, what happens to you? Well, I got to be careful. And I'm aware of that, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm aware of the of that danger, and uh, you know, I don't live in fear of it, um, you know, at all. But I'm not stupid about it, and I take precautions. Okay, so yeah, again, Robert F. Kennedy has been a very long time, you know, kind of weird guy for sure. But RFK Jr. has also, as I say, suggested that he's not going to seize everybody's guns. He has suggested that the government's treatment of its citizens during COVID was, in fact, dictatorial. And that, of course, is true. You know, it's um, it's sort of fascinating to see how much success he's gotten. And the success is largely not because of him. It's because everyone in the Democratic Party is uneasy about Joe Biden, which means that were there a more serious progressive challenger to Joe Biden, a Bernie Sanders type, that person would probably draw 30 percent from from Biden. I mean, that, that, that is a that is a serious challenge. Biden could easily lose like Iowa and New Hampshire, which is presumably why the are the DNC re-triggered, they re-jiggered all of the numbers 
right? The DNC actually leads now with South Carolina to prevent exactly from happening in 2020. They don't want that to happen again in 2024. They don't want somebody like Bernie Sanders coming in and winning a couple primaries and humiliating the sitting president of the United States. Sitting presidents of the United States don't typically lose primaries. Joe Biden could easily lose a primary in Iowa or New Hampshire, which is a kind of an amazing statement. But again, that's because Joe Biden is falling apart. It's not that RFK Jr. is, is so incredible, as I say. It's that Joe Biden is so bad. I mean, Joe Biden is clearly falling apart. And the media are, are obviously covering it up. I mean, they, they are just they have no interest in the fact that Joe Biden is essentially a rusting ship that is barely in dry dock. Here, I mean, here was Joe Biden yesterday claiming that he's going to build a railroad across the ocean. Like, what the, really? Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. What? You're going you're gonna to build a railroad to the Indian Ocean? How? I mean, I, I do understand that Joe Biden is old enough to remember Pangea, like when all the continents were one. And so maybe he still thinks that that can be achieved. But w- what? He's going to build a railroad across the ocean. Also, um, apparently, remember Build Back Better? He said it a thousand times. Uh, well, he can no longer say it because he can't speak words out of his face hole anymore. We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7 the Build Back Biden, Build Back Better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we call it is, here's the bottom line. Look, we're the ones that caused the problem. He just does a little sentence. The United States. Here's the bottom line. We cleared all our land. We did all the things that to make, our, make things more easy for us to make money. But seriously, folks, what I'm trying to say is, well, start, well, and then, that guy, yeah, Trump. That's kind of the campaign. And, and it turns out that it's not actually all that heartwarming to even Democrats. In fact, yesterday, Joe Biden was asked by a reporter about, um, about his affiliation with Ukrainian oligarchs and the fact that there are emails that exist in which he is referred to apparently as the big guy. These would be emails detailing money-changing hands. This would be with regard to China as the allegation of Tony Bobolinsky, a former Hunter Biden associate. And uh, Joe Biden got mad about it. Big mad. Why did the Ukraine FBI informant file refer you as the big guy? Why does that question? Why do you ask such a dumb question? Why do you ask such a dumb question? A smart question would be, who did it on Matlock? That's a smart question. That's a good question. A good question would be like, how many cans of insure do I need to take so I don't so I don't kill over? Or did Secret Service bring my extra set of depends? Those would be good questions. Well, it's again, it turns out that Joe Biden, not a popular guy. You want to know why RFK Jr. is getting numbers? That would be the reason why RFK Jr., crazy and all, is getting the numbers. That would be the reason. And meanwhile, the media, again, they, they are in defense mode for Biden. And this means that you are not allowed to criticize him, even on his you know, insane weirdnesses. So Joe Biden is very handsy with people. Just as a general rule, he's very handsy with people. So, for example, yesterday he got very handsy with Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria was visiting the White House and he made a weird statement about how he's known her for a long time since she was 17 and he was 40. And then uh, he uh, he got a little um, awkward around the uh, boob area. So he was uh, he put his hands on her uh, in a in a strange way. And um, she literally has to take his hands and remove them from her body. 
which is always a great look. Uh, when I say I, I, this has never happened to me ever, I mean, it has never happened to me ever, not once, because I don't touch women in weird ways. That's, that's, a, that's a strange thing to do. Like, this woman is not his wife. Here, look, look. Again, if this had been Donald Trump, there'd be headlines up the wazoo. It's Joe Biden, so apparently it's no biggie. Here's what it looked like. Oh, no. She literally has to take his hands off of her. Yeah, yeah. Good good stuff right there. He got really mad yesterday. The, the entire Biden campaign and the media got very, very angry because the White House had put out a video suggesting that your kids are his kids. They put an LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign pride video in which they suggested that they're all of our kids, by which they mean your kids belong to them now. And the DeSantis campaign then put out an ad saying, no, they are not your kids, including a bunch of pictures of Joe Biden snipping, sniffing the hair of small children. And again, Joe Biden is a weirdo, okay? He's weird. Can we just say it? He's a weird dude. It's weird to sniff the hair of random kids. It's weird that he gets handsy with random children. It's a strange thing to do. I have four children. Three of them are old enough to have friends. You don't randomly sniff the hair of children. Like what What in the, like I, I'm, I'm in touch with many more children than Joe Biden. Joe Biden isn't even in touch with one of his grandkids. Right? One of his grandkids is no longer part of the Biden family because Hunter Biden stupped a, a lady and then, and then had a baby. And that's embarrassing to Joe. So Joe never includes that baby in his calculations of the grandkids. But Joe Biden is a weird guy. So the, the, DeSantis, the DeSantis campaign noticed and they're like, our kids do not belong to you, nor should you smell them. And uh, and here's what it looked like. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. What is he doing? Look at that kid cringing. Uh, he's over and over. And the, the famous one, him grabbing this girl's like arm. And she's like, I don't want to be near you, old man. I don't know why you're whispering to me, old man. Look at her. She's like, oh. She's trying to get away from him. He's trying to kiss her. He's, LGBTQ Americans, so weird. Children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. Stop grabbing the children. Stop it. It's weird. You're a weird old man. Stop it. Stop touching people in weird ways. So, media I immediately ran a headline suggesting that uh, that the that the DeSantis campaign was accusing Biden of grooming. No, they're accusing him of being a weird old person who keeps grabbing other people's kids and they're not your kids. That's true. He is a weird old guy who does all that stuff. And you know who's noticed? Everyone. All the people have noticed. What's amazing about this, and I, I kind of love it, is the fact that RFK Jr. has already declared his candidacy. Gavin Newsom is running a campaign hoping that Joe Biden dies. That is clearly what is happening. The governor of California keeps running against DeSantis and a little bit against Trump, hoping that Joe Biden just slumps over in his chair one day. Like, he... He, he's running ads in Florida. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? You're the governor of California. Your state is a disaster zone. I know. I used to live there. I moved there. I took my employees with me. Like, what are you talking about? So DeSantis finally came out and knew someone. He's like, dude, if you want to run, just run. You're a coward. Like, if you won't take on the old man, then what's your problem? I mean, you see it in San Francisco. You see it in L.A. You see it in the people fleeing. California, from its inception, gained population every single year until he became governor. But if you're leaving like Southern California to move to like Jacksonville, which is a great place, you're not doing it because of the weather because they got probably have the best weather in the country. Uh, you're doing it because the place is so mismanaged and ill-governed uh, that you just can't take it anymore. 
And so, and yet with all those problems, he has a real serious fixation on the state of Florida. I mean, I think it's just bizarre that he does that. But what I would tell, what I would tell him is, you know what? Stop pussyfooting around. Are, are, are you going to... Are you going to throw your hat in the ring and challenge uh, Joe? Are you going to get in and do it? Or are you just going to sit on the sidelines and chirp? And the answer is he's going to sit on the sidelines and chirp because Democrats are stuck with this guy. Okay, we'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, when you're running a business, your employees create all sorts of fascinating situations for you. Unless you have a good HR department, you need a good HR department. But nobody ever thinks about that because when you establish a business, you're thinking about, can I get product on time to my customers? You're not thinking about whether Bob and shipping is a weirdo. This is why you need HR and you don't need to pay tens of thousands of dollars to do it. Instead, you need Bambi. Bambi gives you access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just 99 bucks per month. This person is available to you by phone, email, and real-time chat. They'll help you run employee onboardings, terminations, and performance reviews. With Bambi's HR Autopilot feature, you can automate important HR practices like setting policies, employee training, and feedback procedures. All of Bambi's HR managers are based in the United States and can support the nuances across all 50 states. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand per year, but Bambi starts at just 99 bucks per month. Schedule your free conversation today. See how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Ben Shapiro under podcast when you sign up. Again, it's spelled Bam, B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Ben Shapiro when you sign up. That helps them know that we sent you, and it helps us because, obviously, if we sent you, they're more likely to continue to work with us. They are a great partner. Check them out right now. Bambi.com and get your HR department in order. Also, as you may know, we've been in an ongoing battle with some of the biggest social media platforms out there. Last month, Matt Walsh was demonetized on YouTube. Then Candace Owens and Michael Moles were both suspended for seven days. Even Dr. Jordan B. Peterson was given a channel warning. Virtually all of these so-called violations stemmed from our coverage of the trans debate. We are expected to adhere to vague, arbitrary, constantly changing rules. It's very, very frustrating. Those rules contradict everything we stand for, but we're not going to stop saying things that are true. And we're not going to allow the left to restrict us from reaching the audience that need to hear about all of this stuff the most. Jeremy Boring, CEO, tweeted, quote, if platforms like YouTube believe in free speech, they must change these vague and capricious policies and their arbitrary enforcement. In the meantime, we'll keep fighting and speaking the truth wherever we can. Well, it's been glaringly evident. We can't rely on third-party sites to support us, which is why you should head on over to Daily Wire Plus. It's the best platform for you to find content free from big tech's vague guidelines. So if you believe in our work and in fighting for the ability to debate some of the biggest cultural issues facing America, well, now would be the time to join us. So what are you waiting for? Sign up today. You'll get 25% off your Daily Wire Plus membership. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and join the fight. Meanwhile, speaking of the failures of the Biden administration, they're about to surrender to Iran again, again. So you remember when the Obama administration signed an Iran nuclear deal that basically achieved nothing but gave them pallets of cash? Well, now Joe Biden is trying to do the exact same thing. The motivation here is unclear. Biden basically just wants to get out of the Middle East entirely, which sounds great until you realize that the moment that that happens, the chances of war in the Middle East go up dramatically and places like Saudi Arabia go nuclear and war breaks out and then the United States is sucked back in. Isolationism always sounds amazing until precisely the moment at which isolation results in catastrophic war, which is usually what ends up happening. In any case, the mullahs want their money and Joe Biden wants to give them money. And so the Biden administration has been negotiating with Iran to limit Tehran's nuclear program and free imprisoned Americans, according to officials from three countries. So what exactly would the United States get out of this? Well, you'll recall that the mullahs have been claiming they don't want to build a nuclear weapon, but they've been enriching nuclear material from like 20 percent to 60 percent since 2015. Now they are claiming they're going to stop. <laughs> sure. There are virtually no verification protocols here. Also, Iran says we'll stop trying to kill your soldiers in uh, Iraq and Syria which um, I, don't, I don't believe you. They also say they're not going to ship armaments to the Russians to use in Ukraine, which, again, why would they not? And Joe Biden's like, well, I can pretend it's a win, 
So probably I'm just going to ship them pallets of cash. Why not? Why not? It worked for Barack Obama. The media, of course, are over the moon about all of this. The reality is this radically increases the chances of war in the Middle East. Because if the United States takes the clamps off money flowing to Iran, Saudi Arabia is going to have to arm up. Saudi Arabia is going to make common cause with China. Israel is going to look at striking Iran's nuclear facilities. That's just how this is going to go. And everybody knows this is how it's going to go. But the Biden administration doesn't care because, again, this is the worst foreign policy administration since at least the last Democratic foreign policy administration. Meanwhile, speaking of bad Democrats, Bill de Blasio apparently owes the city of New York $475,000. It's kind of incredible. De Blasio, the former communist mayor of New York City, now has to reimburse the city nearly three hundred twenty grand and pay a $155,000 fine because he brought his security detail on trips during his failed presidential campaign. Remember he ran for president? Remember that? I don't either. It was like five minutes long and no one cared because he's a weirdo six foot nine Frankenstein looking dude who almost killed a groundhog. Actually did kill the groundhog as it turns out. The hefty fine and repayment, both the highest penalty and largest amount the board said it has ever issued, maybe the most lasting impact to date of de Blasio's doomed run for the presidency. Apparently the city spent $320,000 in travel-related costs for members of de Blasio's security detail to accompany either him or his wife, Charlene McRae, on 31 out-of-state trips related to the campaign. The expenses included airfare, car rentals, overnight lodging, meals, and other incidentals. Shortly before de Blasio launched his campaign, the board told de Blasio the city could pay for salary and overtime for his security detail, but it advised him that paying for officers' travel costs would be a misuse of city resources. De Blasio went ahead and did it anyway. So he will pay a fine. He will do no jail time, I would imagine, despite the apparent fraudulent charges to the city of New York, because that's the way it works if you're a Democrat. You get to pay the fine. If you're a Republican, then Alvin Bragg will drag you up in court for originally paying Stormy Daniels money to uh, to be quiet about the fact that you stripped her at a club one time. That's uh, that's the way it works in the city of New York. Law and order over in the city of New York. Well, over in New York City, they've now made it criminal to defend yourself. So it's not just the case of Jordan Neely, where apparently... If a person threatens a bunch of people, including women and children on a subway, and then someone stops him and then he ends up dying in that procedure, then um, then the person who stopped you has to be dragged up on charges. That, of course, we talked about yesterday with regard to Daniel, Daniel Penny. Al Sharpton, who is one of the great race baiters and grifters of our time, he was over on MSNBC. It is a source of never ending shock to me that Al Sharpton, a person who is involved in not one but two race riots in the city of New York, who has repeatedly uttered anti-Semitic nonsense, who is one of the most egregiously terrible people in American public life, who literally slandered a, a DA and claimed that he had committed a false rape, that this guy has a show on MSNBC, but here he is pretending that uh, he is a legitimate news source while claiming that Jordan Neely was not threatening anyone, which is a weird thing for him to say, considering that everybody recognizes that he was threatening people. By the family's own admission, uh, he uh, nearly had mental health issues that we need to deal with people in the streets that because nearly was having a meltdown on the train. He was mm-hmm. not threatening anyone. Just he dysregulated. was saying he was ready to die. He was ready to go to jail. So we've got to deal with the mental health issue. Oh, so um, he, he was dealing with a mental health issue. But that, OK, so that means that you have to prosecute the person who stopped him on the train. But that's not the only story like this. According to The New York Post. The man accused of fatally stabbing an ex-con who punched his girlfriend on a J-train this week was released without bail Thursday after his arraignment in Brooklyn criminal court. Assistant District Attorney David Engel had asked the judge to impose a $100,000 cash bail on Jordan Williams. He's a 20-year-old from Hollis, Queens, who allegedly knifed to Victor Oadrago on Tuesday during a subway struggle. Mimes refused, instead electing to cut Williams loose. He said, I don't think you're a flight risk. Jason Goldman, Williams' attorney, said in court the client works at FedEx to help pay the family bills. He's never been in legal trouble. Apparently, 
His client was put in the precarious position where you either sit there and get assaulted and let all the people get assaulted or eventually stand up for yourself and you get arrested. Basically, what happened is allegedly that the person who was stabbed was harassing commuters aboard the train as it approached Marcy as it approached Marcy Avenue in Williamsburg on Tuesday evening. And then he apparently punched this guy's girlfriend in the face. He approached Williams's girlfriend and asked, want to F? Williams told the man to get away from them. But Odrago kept harassing his girlfriend. So Williams pushed him away and told him not to come closer. During the clash, Odrago also punched Williams' girlfriend in the face, according to Goldman and police sources. The deceased took one step to the defendant and punched the defendant one or two times. He removed a folding knife and then stabbed the deceased in the chest. The deceased got off the train at Marcy Avenue and then collapsed on the platform. A cop responding to 911 call found him about 8 p.m. and rushed him to the hospital where he died. So apparently self-defense is now illegal in the city of New York. And this is all because the city of New York has decided that basically they're going to make policing illegal, which is something that the Biden administration certainly would like to do all over the country. The Biden administration has been cramming down consent decrees on every single police department it can find, claiming systemic discrimination and all of the rest. Today, they are scheduled to share results of a police department probe in Minneapolis, which presumably will end with some sort of consent decree making it impossible to police in Minneapolis as well. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, all of this is going amazing. Westfield is actually surrendering its mall in San Francisco. Quote, Nordstrom, Old Navy, Anthropology, H&M, Crate and Barrel. San Francisco's downturn, according to the New York Times, has seen a mass exodus of retailers in recent months. This week, a mall owner decided to walk away from a prominent property. Perhaps more troubling, market analysts say the city still has ways to go before the hemorrhaging stops. The city now has the highest office vacancy rate of any large American city. Asking rents for retail spaces have dropped 21% since before the pandemic. Even as tourists are visiting San Francisco, again, the amount of money they spent on the city is 23% less than it was in 2019. The mall owner Westfield said it was handing Westfield's San Francisco Center back to its lender, who will decide who will operate the property going forward. So they're literally just walking away from their mall location and giving it back to the lender. Like, we can't run a mall here. You've decided to make this a criminal center. Meanwhile, San Francisco's death spiral is continuing, according to Breitbart, with Cinemark closing its downtown movie theater. This week, Shopping Center Westfield announced they would close. Cinemark made its own announcement and told customers it will be shuttering its theater in the mall with its last showings happening on Thursday, according to the San Francisco Standard. Again, more than 20 major retail chains have closed their doors since 2020 in this area, thanks to the pathetic take on crime by the Democratic Party. Meanwhile, you continue to get all sorts of excuses for the crime. Fascinating and idiotic op-ed over in the Los Angeles Times on this topic. It's by a person named Sikifu Hutchinson called Violence Against Black Women and Girls is Underreported. Here's how we can address it. And the whole thing is about how violence against black girls and women is a longstanding national epidemic that has been overlooked. They make up less than 5% of LA's population, but black women are far more likely to experience multiple forms of violence and trauma than other groups. Apparently, black women from 2011 to 2022 made up one-third of female homicides, nearly one-third of all missing women. There were nearly one-quarter of all female rape victims. In comparison to non-black women, black women are three times more likely to be killed by an intimate partner. The report was commissioned by the L.A. City Council as part of a January 2022 motion. So the question becomes, well, why is there not more focus on this? And the answer is there is not more focus on this, not because the media are racist in the way that the left would like to believe the media are racist, as in they don't care so much about black people. And it's because they are afraid that if they actually report that black women are being victimized generally by black men, then this might lead to more black men being jailed. It might lead to more policing. The diktat from the left-wing media is you do not cover the race of a perpetrator if the perpetrator is a black person. And the reason you don't do this is it might create stereotypical presumptions about black people in general. We can't trust our audience with basic information. 
And we want to lie and we want to suggest that black men are generally in prison because they didn't commit crimes, but because the American system is racist. So this foolish column suggests that the real issue here is generalized American racism. Murders of black trans women aren't adequately captured in L.A. City data because law enforcement and reporting agencies haven't been trained to capture multiple protected class identities. That's a reporting problem. That's the problem. It's not a problem of actual crime. It's a problem of reporting. Or alternatively, it's a problem of actual crime, and it requires actual police officers to stop all of this. All right, time for a thing I like and then some things that I hate. So, thing I like today, Starbucks is now admitting that they are under serious scrutiny over their removal of pride decorations. They've been caught in the middle, as well they should be. Starbucks has been a woke company for a very long time. A union, according to the New York Times, representing hundreds of Starbucks stores, said this week, workers in 21 states were told by their managers not to decorate for Pride Month, the annual LGBTQ plus minus divided by sign Holy Month, a claim the company said represented outlier decisions by local leaders that did not reflect corporate policies. But even in New York City, neighborhoods that are almost synonymous with Pride, the traditional rainbow displays were more muted, if visible at all, than in years past. In Manhattan, no Pride decorations could be seen at several Starbucks stores in Chelsea and Greenwich Village, including the one just a block from the Stonewall Inn. Starbucks workers in Wisconsin, Ohio, and Virginia said in interviews arranged through their union that store and district managers have been asked to take down existing decorations like flags or streamers and told they would not be allowed to decorate stores for Pride Month, unlike in previous years. Well, good. The American people are saying we are not interested in being propagandized to about your alternative set of sexual values while we get our coffee. Good for Americans. And I, I imagine that at a certain point, the population of India might object to this. Starbucks put out a bizarre commercial that we've talked about in India about a trans woman meaning a, an Indian man introducing himself to his parents as a woman at Starbucks. Like at a certain point, it turns out people don't like this stuff very much and the blowback ha has now arrived. Okay, time for some things that I hate. Well, generalized American ignorance when it comes to matters biblical and Judeo-Christian is now extraordinary. There is a, a bizarre situation over on Jeopardy where a question was issued that even I, a Jew, knew the answer to. Okay, so the Jeopardy contestants were asked to fill in this blank. Quote, our father who art in heaven, blank be thy name. There were three contestants, not even one guest. Not even one guest. Now, I'm a Jew, okay? We don't do the Lord's Prayer. That's not, that's not a thing for us. Okay, but I also have watched movies and TV shows and I live in America, so I know that the answer is hallowed, right? But, but nobody on Jeopardy knew this. Here's what it looked like. It's adjectives 200. Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father, which art in heaven, this be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Pew! But, but you know what this says? It really says that the level of biblical Judeo-Christian knowledge in this country has absolutely plummeted through the floor. And it, you want to know why America is collapsing socially? That would be the reason. The reason is there used to be just a natural backdrop in the United States of particularly Christian values that everybody sort of understood. In fact, there, there's an old story about a couple of rabbis, very prominent rabbis in the Jewish community, and they ended up in the back of a taxi together. And they were in the back of the taxi, and they're talking about their educational background. One says, you know, I went to public school. And the other one goes, well, really? I went to public school too. And they said, and the first one says, well, prove it. Show me you went to public school. What, sing me Silent Night. And so there they are in the back of the, in the, back of the taxi, these two rabbis singing Silent Night to each other because they went to public school. Now, the part of that story that used to be funny was Rabbi singing Silent Night. Now the part of that story is, that's funny is the idea that you would learn Silent Night in a public school. Right? The part that's weird is the idea that, you, like, when I was going to public school when I was a young child, I remember I was in the Christmas play. So was my sister. My sister was in the Christmas play, and she played a Christmas elf. 
And my, my sister is a rebbitin, meaning she's married to a rabbi. She's very orthodox. I'm, I'm orthodox. My sister is even a little more orthodox than I am. Okay, so like, was that harmful? Was that terrible? But the fact, it was good. The reason it was good is because the inculcation of Christian values in the body politic generally does not mean that Jews have to be Christian or anything like that. Obviously, I'd have a stake in that particular battle. What it does mean is that there is a common set of values shared by Jews and Christians and Muslims, actually. And that set of values actually makes a difference in American public life. It's why the notion that we should be posting pride progress flags in classrooms, but not the Ten Commandments is so absurd on its face. We have supplanted one religion for another religion, and the new religion is bad. It is a bad religion. It is a cultish religion that requires not just acceptance and tolerance, but destruction of the traditional forms of morality that used to undergird all of Western civilization. All right, guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be joined on the line by reporter James Rosen. If you're not a member, become a member. Use code Shapiro. Check out for two months free on all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. While tackling your New Year's goals, don't forget about your daily dose of fruits and vegetables, which just got easier to remember thanks to Balance of Nature. Their fruit and veggie capsules offer a convenient way to consume those essential nutritional ingredients daily. So improve your diet and feel your best this year. Go to balanceofnature.com and use promo code WIRE for 35% off, plus a free fiber and spice in your first order as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com promo code WIRE. 